Welcome to What's So Funny, a comedy podcast where we talk about some of the most influential and controversial comedy albums from the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. Sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh. Here's your host, Dave Swenson. Hi, I'm your host, Dave Schwenson, and today I have Tom McGallis back in the studio. Oh, man, it's so good to be back, Dave. Well, good to see you. <laughs> How's everything going? Well, you know, I've been busy. I painted a mural in Cleveland on a big wall. I've seen pictures of it. Thank, it's beautiful. Yeah. You really did a nice job. Thanks, man. I'm very impressed. Yeah, and uh, also uh, I'm doing uh, my little niche. I paint animals because I love animals. And then what do you do? Turn them loose? Well, no, I don't no, I don't paint them like real animals oh. and let them loose. I actually do paintings of people's pets, oh, animals. Okay, you gotta be clear about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've done a ton of commissions. That's great. And uh, you can go on my website, tommagallis.com, or uh, Facebook. Find me there. You're on Facebook. Yes, I see your Tom stuff on there all the time. I'm a big fan. I'm yeah, a big fan. Thanks, that's man. Of, that's so some that's, good stuff. It's been keeping me busy. And then this. This is just a grueling, hard <laughs> job. <laughs> I'm going to make it a little bit harder for you today. How's right, that? Go I'm going to throw some, a, a U-turn at you right here. Do it. Okay? Instead of talking about the comedian that we're going to be focusing on today, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play a track. We're going to play a track here, and I want you to listen to it, then you tell us who you think this comic is. All right. I'm ready. Now down onto the floor for this week's press conference. Yes, well, there is no opening statement. I think I will just take the uh, first question. Lawrence Bradley, Washington Daily Herald. Uh, sir, would you comment on the African situation, please? Well, now, I'm not up to date on that. <laughs> now, uh, I sent a uh, personal representative to Africa uh, some months ago. So far, she hasn't even dropped me a card. <laughs> yes. Uh, Arlo Sievers, National International Post, Dispatch, and Farm Bulletin, Weekly Morning Press, Gazette, and Daily Bugle. Let me say this about that now. Uh, well, they're false. Now, I don't believe in those charges, and neither does my uh, brother Bobby nor my uh, brother Genghis. Uh, yes. Sir, we understand that on-the-spot nuclear inspection might not be necessary. Do you have a new way that we can tell what the Russians are doing without actual on-the-spot inspection in the Soviet Union? Yes, we are asking everyone to uh, be very, very quiet. <laughs> you in the uh, flowered hat. Yes, I'd like to. Uh, not you, sir, the, uh, the lady behind you. Sir? Yes. When will we send a man to the moon? Whenever uh, Senator Goldwater wants to go. Would you like your son to be president? Definitely not. I think he should finish school first. <laughs> Yes. What are you going to do about the medical care for the agent? Try to stay young. <laughs> I think we have time for one uh, final question. Yeah. Yes. Now that you're in office, what do you think the chances are for a Jewish president? Well, I think they're uh, pretty good. Now, let me say, I don't see why a person of the uh, Jewish faith can't be president of the United States. 
I know as a uh, Catholic, I could never vote for him, but other than that... <laughs> All right, Tom, any idea? Uh, well, I, it sounds like uh, President John F. Kennedy. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it, but, you know, it's Vaughn Meter. Vaughn Meter. Vaughn Meter. Yeah. You know, a lot of our listeners, I'm not sure if they would remember or know who Vaughn Meter was, but this guy was just the most popular entertainer pretty much walking the earth in 1963. He was a meteor, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was huge. We were talking before, and I said, you know, he's sort of like the Elvis of the comedy world that year. Yeah. And it was just one year, wasn't it? Yes. Which is freaky. Because uh, right before that, he was just a regular kind of comic. Yeah. Just so our listeners know, Von Meter was made his mark on the comedy scene as an impersonator of John F. Kennedy, President Kennedy. And they released an album in 1962 called The First Family, which became the top-selling album of all time at that time, before the Beatles. Yeah, it's amazing. Because, I mean, were comedy albums big at that time? Not like this. Not like that. Not like this. And this includes even music albums, pop music, rock and roll, whatever. This outsold everything. I think it was in the Guinness Book of World Records as the fastest selling album for for two weeks or something. It was crazy. Yeah, 1.2 million copies. In two weeks. Two weeks. Nobody had ever done that. No, this guy was making some cash. (laughs) Yeah. Right? That's what I think about, because I'm Greek. You know, I guess you could say that, <laughs> yes. Uh, you yeah. know, he got a dime per album, and it's wound up selling 7 million copies. Yeah. So I don't have a calculator on me, and you're Greek, so we don't have any idea no, how much done. that's going to be. <laughs> it's a funny album. I mean, presidential impersonators, we think, uh, you know, SNL, and, yeah. you know, we, you know we've, we've Rich heard Little. Rich Little. Some of these ones that come up, and they yeah. really get— Ton, yeah. They can get scandalous now. Right. But back then, this was such innocent humor, really. Yeah. It really took off because of, you know, the popularity of President Kennedy. I mean, here you had this young man, this young family in the White House— JFK and his wife, Jackie Kennedy, mm-hmm. and they had two little kids, Caroline and so you J- had, John Jr. John John. So, yeah. so and this, and you couldn't attack them, right? Because no. I mean, America would have been like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. No. Couldn't have be, been biting. So it was like you said, good natured. Yeah. Except I got to say, what made me laugh, I think, the most was Jackie Kennedy, you know, the actress uh, Naomi Brossard. Yes. Who impersonated her. And it was, it's a funny. It really is. It's just kind of like breathy and, you know, Marilyn-y. Yeah. Well, if you go on, like, and I like to watch old videos. I do go on YouTube and whatever. And I watch the old comedians. I love going back and watching this. But you can go on and look at the Kennedy when he was in office, the, the president. And Jackie Kennedy did a television special where she took the TV cameras through the White House for the first time. People yeah. got to see what the inside of the White House looked like. But she was very soft-spoken. She had that voice, almost like a whisper. She could speak French. You know, She was so like someone you never had in the White House before. Well, let's continue with this. I want to play another clip from this album, First Family by Vaughn Meter. And we're going to talk some more about him, too, because this guy's story is just... You can't write this stuff. One of a kind. <sighs> anyway, this clip is called The Decision. And again, it's from The First Family by Vaughn Meter. Well, what do you say, Dexon? Will you make up your mind? Well, sir, I think that two million is much too much. However, sir, I do think that the residual benefits to be derived from this project would more than compensate, sir, for the original outlay of funds. I see. Uh, Mr. Roshka, what do you think? Well, sir, I do not go along with Mr. Dexon. The residual benefits are beside the point. It's a dangerous move. I'd like to say something, if I might. Must you, Lyndon? <laughs> well, sir, I 
don't think that either Mr. Rusk or Mr. Johnson here have the right, sir, to advise in this particular matter. I do believe, sir, that the decision is up to you. And if I may say so, you are holding things up. I think this truly calls for an immediate decision on your part, sir. Ev, uh, you drive a hard bargain. <laughs> but, uh, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll sell you a boardwalk and park place <laughs> with uh, two hotels on it. <laughs> you know, Vaughn Mead is a very interesting guy. Yeah, he started his career playing music. He had a tough upbringing, too. I mean, he was in these uh, orphanages and, you know, child homes or whatever and shifted around and moved Tragic around forever. Tragic background. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like typical comedy, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, you know. But he wound up, I think, in New York down in the village, Greenwich Village, and he was more of a musician. He was playing piano. And in between, he started telling jokes. At the end of his set one night, he... Because he's from New England. He grew up in Maine. So he had that accent He had down. the accent. So yeah. he could just change the R's at the end, or he yeah. did something like Kennedy. He sounded just like him. And the audience went nuts. He hit on it. He hit on yeah. it. Yeah. Juan Meter was doing the Kennedy impersonations at the end of his act in the village. It's just like five minutes of his show. Yeah. And he wound up going on a television show called Celebrity Talent Scouts. Wow, like, an, like America's Got Talent kind of thing. Yeah, like a million years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But they had like celebrities come on and they would support or they would bring on unknown talent for the, the viewing audience. Yeah. I guess it's a national television. Anyway, Vaughn Meter went on and he did uh, JFK. Oh, man. And the two guys, two comedy writers, Earl Dowd and Bob Booker. Saw him. <laughs> they just happened to be watching. They just happened to be yeah. watching. This is only this is in the summer of 1962. Okay, yeah. you got to realize Vaughn Meter was nowhere. He was making like seven dollars and fifty cents. I think I read that yeah. for a set in the Dude. village. He did this on TV in July. They saw him. They contacted him. They wrote this album for him, the first family That's for him to impersonate crazy. Kennedy. I mean, think how crazy that is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, you know what? It's not that nuts because they saw like this gold. And said, oh, my God, now let's exploit mm -hmm. this gold. Nobody really was impersonating a president. I don't can't think of any Eisenhower impersonators or Truman or any of those. George Washington impersonators. They didn't have them at that time. No. Here's this guy doing Kennedy. And so they wrote this album. They released it in November 1962. And, man, yeah. people were lined up at record stores to buy this. Yeah. Well, it just struck struck a note. Yes. Across the country, and this guy thought he had something and did it on a show. Yeah, and said, "I, you know, I got to show the world because I'm dying out here. It's seven <laughs> bucks a seven bucks a set." Yeah, and the thing is, too, Kennedy himself loved this album. Yeah, man, yeah. he bought a bunch of. He uh, bought a hundred copies. Dude, that's just crazy. He handed them out for Christmas one yeah. year. But Jackie, not so much. No, she didn't like it. No, we'll have to get to some tracks where Jackie comes on. You can hear her. She did not appreciate how she was portrayed. Yeah. on the album. Well, I could see that. You know, but it was funny. All right, we got a couple uh, couple other clips here. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, we got the experiment and relatively speaking. So let's take a listen to these. All right, I'm listening. You, let's you, go. Put your little listening hat on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm speaking to you from a typical American home in Hyannisport, Massachusetts. Since January of 1960, this family of smiling and happy people have undergone a change. You might say they've been engaged in a new and different type of experiment. Sir, as head of this average family, what was this new experience undergone by you and the members of your household? Well, after uh, two years of brushing with the Crest toothpaste, our group, 
Our group had uh, 21% fewer cavities with Crest. Family, family, family. Jack, there's just too much family. Can't we ever get away alone? Tomorrow. I, I promise tomorrow we'll go away together uh, tomorrow. No more family for a while now, I promise. Now, uh, turn off the light. Good night, Jackie. Good night, Jack. Good night, Bobby. Good night, Ethel. <laughs> Good night, Jack. Yeah, you see, that is good-natured fun. And you know what? They're quick, too, man. This yeah. is what I love about that whole album. These are short bits. Yes. Which surprised me, Dave. I got to tell you, because I thought they'd be longer because things were a little bit, you know, audience listened yeah, at yeah. patience. And that's that's good that they did this because, again, it takes in Kennedy's personality. I mean, they're, they talk about teeth whitening or whatever because I mean, yeah. he looked like a Hollywood star in the White House. People were not used to that. He was all teeth. No, in 1962, they didn't know that. And also, the size of that family. Kennedy... Yeah, it was a big family. They're getting bigger and bigger, too. I mean, yeah. there's still Kennedys all over the place. They're just, but, yeah, they're just sprouting up constantly. Yeah, but all the I'm brothers, a Kennedy. Yeah, I, that's my fear. You look like one from here. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, you know, and then when he came on, of course, he brought in his brother brothers, yeah. Bobby Kennedy and Teddy Kennedy, into the administration. So, But we got to hear our actress playing the role of Jackie Kennedy yeah. in there, Naomi Brossard. What's very interesting, I watched this. I went online. I saw this clip. She was a guest on um, What's My Line? Yeah. The old, old TV show. And uh, they had three women come out, and, you know, they all said they were her, and you had to guess which one it was. You know, then Vaughn Meter came out. They brought him out. That's how big of a star. They brought him out to big applause, and he walked over, and he goofed around with each one until he finally picked the one who did the show with him. Yeah. And, well, but— Again, she was an unknown, correct? I mean, and yeah, it was interesting. She was a uh, now. I I think she did. They called her a Copa girl, so she must have been like a dancer, showgirl, oh, server, some at the Copa Cabana, the big club in New yeah. York. And you know, she went on to have this career with Vaughn Meter. Yeah, this next year because they went on tour. They went on the road. What about after that, though? Do we well, hear from her again? Things dropped off. Things dropped off. I suppose we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But let's play another clip first. Or, you know, like you said, these are short clips, so maybe we'll do two clips here. All right, from Good, the first perfect. family. Let's play, uh, well, this one's called Play the Motorcade, and the other one is Bedtime Story. Vaughn Meter, the first family. Yes, sir. Uh, fill her up, please. Uh, just uh, this car? No, uh, all 70 of them and the... Uh, <laughs> and the uh, motorcycles. Yes, sir. Uh, by the way, do you uh, give uh, green stamps? <laughs> no, no, sir, we don't. Forget it. Yes, uh, go to sleep now, Caroline. Uh, Daddy uh, tucked you in, and you've had uh, three glasses of water. Now, good night. Tell me a story, Daddy. Oh, come on, sweetheart. It's uh, late. Just one short story, Daddy? Oh, all right. Uh, just one. Tell me my favorite story. Uh, about the tall man? Yes, with all the hair. Well, there was this uh, tall man with, with a, a lot, lot of hair. hair. And uh, he was Prince and a great warrior. 
and the people of his country uh, picked him to be their leader because he could uh, protect them and lead them on to the uh, new frontiers. <laughs> Tell me about when he had the trouble. Well, uh, Caroline, first he had uh, trouble with the Steel Duke, and then all the uh, money lords. <laughs> then all the uh, money lords gave him trouble, and then all the other lords wanted to uh, take his uh, job away. But when he talked, everyone uh, believed him, and he remained as their leader. Now, one day, the evil prince with the black beard from the island in the south and the, uh, <laughs> the terrible fat bear from the cold north came and they tried to hurt the prince. But the prince was too smart and he chased them away. So the handsome prince and all the people of his country lived happily ever after. Oh, I was scared. But hooray for the prince. And thank you, Daddy. Good right. night. Good night, uh, Caroline. Good night. <laughs> These sessions do him so much good. <laughs> yeah, that's Vaughn Meter from The First Family, and it really is like a history lesson. But, you know, when he talks about that uh, bearded island to the south, I mean, that's Castro. Yeah, man. And then Khrushchev was from Russia, the big bear. Yeah. And, you know, it was so true because Kennedy, again, there was a young man, and these were some older guys with experience. They're tough guys. I guess, you know, Castro, Khrushchev. They really tested him. They really tested him. And the Cuban Missile Crisis, and even the old guard in Washington, you know, things never change. Is that the old guard and the young ones coming up to take their place eventually? You know, they gave Kennedy a hard time. And it was portrayed in this album. I mean, like you said, it's it's like a little comedic history lesson. Yes. You know, I mean, we kind of—it's not coming out of nowhere. I mean, this is stuff that he's—well, it's satire. Yes. Uh, you know, in, in, in a nice kind of way. I mean, and he's not, not biting. Saying, they're not saying anything bad about him. I mean, he's just repeating in a story time yeah. to his young daughter about really what he's done. Yeah, so it played for the times, man. Yes. Again, it was the time that—had it been just a little meaner and, and, and more biting, and uh, it might not have worked right. like it did. Yes, they sir. mentioned green stamps yes. in there. You know green stamps, right? Uh, why don't you fill me in on that, Tom? Well, there you, you would collect them. You know, when you went to like places like, uh, I, well, he's at the at the uh, gas station, right? But I think you could get them other places, and you would put them in, lick them, lick them. They yes. weren't peeled, and you put them in a book. I actually have a relationship with green stamps currently. <laughs> They're because, still around. Yeah. Well, I found some in a, in an old antique place. Yeah. And uh, I put them into art a lot of times. Really? They're in a, like the last five six paintings of mine. They're That's amazing. Pasted that. in because I love the color. And they're in a book. They're in, usually in an old book. Yeah, and it's like having a coupon or something at that time, wasn't it? You collect enough green stamps, put them in a book, and you can. Then you got a jacket. Or something. Yeah. Didn't you get something? I don't know what I, you got. I don't know if you could trade it in for like, you know, uh, a discount for food or maybe you get a jacket. Maybe you get a hat. I don't know. A, a get heart. A, get a painting. A painting. <laughs> yeah. For the artist. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, green stamps, if you're ever, you know, looking around, whoever's listening to this, if they're looking around, they find them, send them to Dave. Oh, you'll, thank you'll, you very much. <laughs> and I'll get them. And I'll yeah, get I'll give your address at the end of the yeah. show. Okay. <laughs> Let's continue here. I want to play one of the longer clips from this album, The First Family by Vaughn Meter. This one is, and then I want to talk a little bit about his career. I mean, what happened? I mean, it's just um, yeah. really something you can't make up. Anyway, this clip is called Economy Lunch. It's Vaughn Meter from The First Family. 
You really think you can get away with this? Well, Pierre, I've uh, been criticized in the newspapers for the big parties and the uh, state dinners. Now we've got to cut down and economy starts at home. Uh, all right, if you say so. Oh, here they are. All right, uh, gentlemen, uh, let us be seated. Uh, Mr. Adenauer, if uh, you will sit uh, next to your uh, friend, Mr. de Gaulle. And uh, Mr. Castro, if you will sit here next to your friend, Mr. Khrushchev. Mr. Renashoff, you will sit here next to uh, Mr. Ben-Gurion. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Nkrumah. If you will sit in between Mr. Ben-Gurion and Mr. Nasha, then uh, you can uh, turn either way. Now, uh, Mr. Uh, Shankai-Shek, would you uh, please uh, sit there beside Mr. Khrushchev? Oh, good. Now, uh, before we get down to the business at hand, I think lunch would be in order. Now, I thought that instead of the uh, formal food we usually serve here, that we would have a uh, typical American uh, businessman's lunch. So I'm going to send down to the delicatessen store for uh, some sandwiches. Well, how does that, uh, how does that strike you, gentlemen? Uh, 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 Mr. Khrushchev, Mr. Khrushchev, would you, uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but would you mind uh, just taking your shoe off the table? Now, I think uh, I'll have a uh, peanut butter and jelly on whole wheat with a uh, side order of a uh, coleslaw and a hot fudge uh, sundae. Uh, Mr. De Gaulle? Yuck. <laughs> I would like to have dove under glass. Well, I'm uh, sorry, General, but uh, we're only having sandwiches today. Then could I have a dove under glass sandwich? <laughs> All right, uh, Pierre, a uh, chicken salad on white for the General. Uh, Mr. Uh, Sh Kai Shek. A uh, club sandwich would be fine. Thank you so much. Would you like it with a, a little mayo? Please, not to mention that name. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Mr. Uh, Nasser. I'll have a hot pastrami sandwich. I can never get it at home. Oh. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of bread? White toast with lettuce and uh, mayonnaise. Uh, Mr. Nasser. What do you want, Ben-Gurion? Look, I, I know we don't get along. You never listen to me. Now you're fooling around with rockets. But this time, please listen. Pastrami don't go with white bread and lettuce and mayonnaise. <laughs> Have it on rye bread with mustard and a glass tea you'll enjoy. I think that, uh, I think that Mr. Uh, Ben-Gurion has a point there. All right, I, I'll, I'll take a chance. Good boy. And if you like pastrami, next time you're in my neighborhood, drop into the house. My wife makes like a filter fish. It melts in your mouth. We'll have to get together, Mr. Ben-Gurion. My name is Ben-Gurion. You can call me Ben. My name is Abdul Nasser. You can call me Abe. Good. Now, uh, fine. Mr. Uh, Mr. Khrushchev. Oh, you don't have to order special for me. I'll have a bite of everybody else's. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Uh, Adenauer. You have one sandwich here in America I love. I have a Western sandwich. If Adenauer has a Western sandwich, then I'll have an Eastern sandwich. There is a no Eastern sandwich. And I want the Eastern portion of his Western sandwich. Well, I'm, uh, I'm uh, sure, I'm sure we can uh, negotiate on that subject. Uh, Mr. Castro. No pregunte qué su patria puede hacer para usted. 
Pero pregunte qué usted puede hacer para su patria. I have a chicken sandwich with a live chicken. Well, uh... well that leaves you, uh, Mr. N. Uh, Krumer. What will you have, sir? I'll have some watermelon. Don't put me on, Mr. Nagrumer. <laughs> All right, a ham and egg sandwich, and a Coke. And I guess a bowl of borscht. Okay, okay, uh, Pierre, uh, put the rush on it. Well, gentlemen, that was a uh, pleasant lunch. Now, uh, under discussion today, will be nuclear disarmament, followed by the UN bond issue and a uh, matter of the trade agreements. Now, first, there is a most important matter to settle. Uh, Mr. De Gaulle, yours was the chicken salad and coffee. That's $1.40. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a roll call of world leaders yeah, back man. in 1962. You know, all the big countries, same ones we're dealing with today. And it was scripted, and it was done in front of a live audience. Which I think helps. Yes. You know, to get that laughter, to get that kind of back and forth. I think it's, it was a smart move. Yeah, comics feed off of live audiences yeah. and that laughter, and they can really have fun with it. Well, Von Meter had fun for about a year. Oh, yeah. When this album came out in uh, November 1962, again, it was a major hit. Set the world record for how fast it sold and how many. And he came out with a second one, a follow-up, uh, Volume 2, The First Family. came out, a, I'm not sure, I think it was in the summertime, 1963. But then... On November 22nd, 1963, it all changed. Something terrible happened. Yes. Von Meter's story uh, himself, he said he got into a car, I think it was in Milwaukee, and he was doing a benefit show or something for the Democratic Party. And he got in the cab, and the cab driver said, did you hear about Kennedy in Dallas? And Von Meter's reply was, because people would always try to give him jokes. Yeah, all right. He goes, no, I haven't heard that one. Tell me. And then he heard, overheard on the radio that President Kennedy being assassinated in Dallas that day. I saw an interview later. He said he went back to the hotel and just drank, and he goes, and I've been drinking ever since. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he did hold out some hope that his career could continue because it really, his live show, now he had been touring as the Kennedy, as the first family. Yeah. The whole cast on the album had been touring. But before that, he was playing in the village, his music, and just doing little bits of Kennedy at the end. But it never happened to him. It just, that was the end of his career. Everything just canceled. You know who knew it? Who, who was doing a Carnegie um, Hall show that night. One of the great comics of all time. Yes, I know uh, who you're going to talk about. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Lenny Bruce, <laughs> I guess, came out on the stage, didn't say anything, uh, silent, and said, man, poor Von Meter. Yes. And I think it was like, God, he's, he knew yeah. it. He's, it was over. Well, in interviews many years later, decades later, Von Meter talked about that's the day he also died. Oh, man. His career was just, you know, the thing is, everything he'd had on the books, we're talking late night TV shows, concerts, every, he'd, been, he'd been selling out in Las Vegas. He was playing the big hotel room, showrooms in Vegas. He was making like $22,000 a week. That's crazy, Frank man. Frank Sinatra asked him to be in the Rat Pack, but he turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> this on November 22nd, yeah. 1963, it all completely, completely just stopped. And the thing was, even though he tried to change his act, he even eventually changed his name, went back to his real name, which is Abbott. Yeah, yeah. It was Abbott Von Meter. 
dropped the Vaughn meter, went back to the Abbott meter. Nobody would book him for anything because he reminded them too much of this national tragedy. Even when he wasn't doing that, even yes. when he was trying to do this music, they're looking at this guy going, you know why? Because he, he didn't put on makeup or anything. No. He just looked, he had the hair, the He teeth. did the hair comb thing. Yeah. But he was just too associated with him. Oh, I mean, Vaughn Meter, just the name. You know, it was like, well, that's Kennedy and then this national tragedy and everything that happened. And no, he couldn't, uh, couldn't get any work at all. Well, I mean, if you think about the time, Kennedy dies, the hope. For America, the youth, everything, the country was in a dark black hole. You're never going to laugh about this. It's over. So in some ways, yeah, the guy, what could he have done? It is one of the biggest, um, most glaring, bizarre tragedies yeah. in show business. Yes. That the guy could never work again. Right. He had one year of being the most popular entertainer in the in the country. Yeah. Okay. I mean, everybody knew Vaughn Meter. He was on every show. You know, he even that album won a Grammy for Best Album of the Year in 1963, The First Family. And uh, he was supposed to be on the Grammy Awards right after that, I think at the end of 63, early 64, and they pulled him. He couldn't go on the show because it reminded everyone too much of the assassination. And, and he lived for like another 41 years. Yeah. People described it as a, a walk of death. It was yeah. like, you know, it was like there was the, he just died for 41 years. You know, which is, I don't know. Again, I think, you know, part of me is like, come on, man. You know, you couldn't have done something else. Reinvent was, yourself. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, he, I, I don't know. I think alcohol, it's a very sad yeah, story. I know Now, the it is. story of Von Meter, to me, is a very sad story. Alcohol, drugs, he was divorced, I don't know, three, four times. Yeah. So all the money, he made money. He made money off that album and the Las Vegas shows and everything else, but he blew it all. It, it well, there's no more coming in, so he probably just kind of thought, well, I probably at that time thought, oh, I'm going to keep making money. I'm, I'm rich, yeah. and you're spending it and you know, living high on the hog. And well, that's what he said over. in interviews later. He lived like a rock star. Yeah. He thought this is going to last forever. You know, Kennedy's going to get elected for another four years, and it's going to go on. No, After of November not. 22nd, 1963, he never did it again, no matter what. You don't know how long your career is going to be. Exactly. Could be very long, could be very short, so don't go through all your cash, kids. Yeah. Kids. You kids that are listening in showbiz, get into showbiz, listen, yeah. learn from this v- yeah. van Look what happened meter. to us. Look what happened to us. <laughs> We're sitting here behind microphones, <laughs> getting free water. You know what? I think we better end on a high note. Yes. How do we do that? Uh, okay. I don't. Well, we're going to go back to Vaughn Meter oh, when good. he was at the top of the world imitating JFK on The First Family. The, uh, I mean, the, this was the fastest selling album before The Beatles. You know, until the Beatles came along, this outsold Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, everybody. This was it. Anyway, yeah. now that I've got this big buildup, we're back on a high note. Yes, we're back up. Let's go with the final clip we're going to listen to today. And uh, it's Vaughn Meter. All right, this clip is called The Malayan Ambassador. Yes, sir? The Malayan Ambassador for dinner. One moment, sir. The Milan ambassador for dinner. The Milan ambassador for dinner. <laughs> the Milan ambassador for dinner. Daddy, it's the Milan ambassador for dinner. Tell him it's tomorrow night. 
Well, this was like taking a trip on a uh, time machine. Yeah. That was a high note. I'm, th- I'm glad you brought it back up, Dave. <laughs> well, you know, it was a whole different time. And when they recorded this, they didn't know what was going to happen in the future. It was all something new. It was funny. And um, wow, you go back and think about it. People should listen to it. Go listen to this album. That's right. You know? I mean, I, I would. It was, it, I, and I enjoyed it. So you might enjoy it. Piece All of right. history. There you go. Recommendation there. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to wrap it up here right now, Tom. Yeah. Let's do it. Another episode of What's So Funny. It was great wow. having you back here. Oh, so good being back, man. It's like old times, like an old shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Worn out. The heels falling off. Thank you for the description. Now, with that being said, I'm Dave Schwenson, and... I'm Tom McGallis, and, and you, uh, you know, can I say thanks for listening? Say thanks for listening. I'm going to tell everyone to just keep laughing. Oh, fantastic, and thanks for listening to this little podcast called What's So Funny? See you next time. You've been listening to What's So Funny? Catch us next week with Kelly Thulis when we listen to one of the original queens of comedy, Moms Mabley. Special thanks to executive producers Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya, producer Sarah Wilgroup, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.